If you guys have ever thought about going back to school, you know, maybe you did your freshman or sophomore year, took some time off, never got back in the classroom, or maybe you're looking to add a second degree, add to that beautiful wall of diplomas in your office, check out MSU Denver Online. I did a class at MSU Denver Online last summer. It was an awesome experience. The teachers are top-notch, and they've been teaching online forever, so they know how to teach effectively online and deliver content to you in a relevant and super engaging manner. Also, right now, a lot of us have a lot more free time than we did this time last year. So, you know, why not go back to school and finish up that degree that just kind of been itching at you this whole time? Check out their entire course list, msudenver.edu backslash online. I was so locked into that video, I forgot to tweet out the link to the show. I know, I forgot we were alive. I, I didn't even realize I was hosting the show, so here we go. I we guess you are up. hosting. Adam's out here. I could host. I always forget I like hosted the podcast for two years like, by myself. So You were good at it. I used to listen to I, it on my lunch breaks. I have know. hosted before. I guess I, I could host. Do, do you want to host, Wend? Why not, you know? I could host. What the hell's going on? <laughs> Go for it. You got it, Harrison. <laughs> What's up, guys? Welcome into the DNBA show, the DNBR Nuggets podcast, whatever we call this shindig. I'm Harrison Wind. I guess I'm hosting today. Adam Mares out of the office on this afternoon. Uh, to my left, to your right, not quite sure. It's D-Line. What's going on, man? Uh... Not much. I gotta say, I, I gotta say, I miss Adam. This is uh, much rougher than I was expecting. <laughs> I feel like it's going pretty smooth so far. <laughs> I forgot how much we rely on him for the start of it. I had nothing prepared. That strapping young man is Brendan Vote. How we doing, fellas? Got to talk to Jokic today, Murray today, Paul Millsap. Nuggets basketball feels like it's officially back, fellas. It's back, baby. On season. Dude, it's, it's so awesome and just. Watching those clips that our uh, super producer Kale put together. See, as a host, I don't screw up who our producer is. I know when we have Kale on the sticks. I know when we've got producer Guy on the ones and twos. Kale's on the ones and twos today, doing an awesome job. But that video, man, that was only three months ago? That's like wild. I know Jamal Murray knows it was only three months ago. We'll we'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit. But um, that was awesome to see. I'm I'm hyped. I'm absolutely hyped for this season. Oh, I've I mean, I've completely talked myself into every aspect of this season. Like I don't need like the hype cast at this point is me having to reel it back a little bit. Yeah. Like oh, I have to take it down to just hype. Like okay, okay, fine. like I'll, I'll meet you guys. At I'm, I'm, but I'm I'm there, dude. I'm so there. <laughs> That's my favorite part about getting to talk to Jokic, right? So much turnover, seven new guys, this weird year, all these weird circumstances. But Jokic slides right back into character, rips off a couple on-brand jokes, and man, you just get pumped for it. You're like, this guy's on the team, Murray's on the team, that's that's all we need to know. Baseline, they're going to be really good. Excited to see what happens. So we got a stack show today. Uh, We spoke to Nikola Jokic, Jamal Murray, and Paul Millsap as training camp kind of rolls on. What the Nuggets are doing, if you guys have not been following along, is they've got individual workouts going on right now. They have their first group workout on Sunday. Uh, it's the first day there per, per minute to have group workouts. So right now it's just like one on O stuff, a guy and an assistant coach, but 
we've gone to talk to a bunch of players. Uh, we talked to Murray, Millsap, and Jokic today. So uh, we'll go over what we learned from those guys and kind of what we took away from those conversations. And then uh, at the end of the show, all of the city edition – or wait, is it the city edition? Yep. City the city edition. All the city edition jerseys are now out. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will tell you which ones – are awesome and which ones absolutely suck. So that will be at the end of the show. Yeah, A lot of D-line featured in this episode. (laughs) Not an air horn moment. Not an air horn. If you can't tell D-lines on the soundboard today as well. I've taken over the soundboard. Uh, This is dangerous. It's a dangerous game we're playing. Uh, Let's hit some news first. Let's hit some news first. Um, so what I will call the most depressing trade of all time got broken last night or <laughs> last yesterday trade. afternoon. Uh, Russell Westbrook is traded for John Wall and uh, a first-round pick. What was your first reaction to that deal going through vote? I think this, to me, feels like confirmation that Houston is in if you don't want to call it desperation mode, then try anything mode, right? Just throw something <laughs> against the wall. This is the most why not trade I've ever yeah, seen totally, from both totally. parties. And it's two names. It's two names that's going to, like, everyone sees that trade. Everyone is going to react. And the reality is it probably won't change the landscape, the powerscape of the NBA that much. Yeah, it's, it's, it's funny because uh, I, I tweeted out almost, like, my first thought was like, man, there are, like, you, if you are a rising superstar and you sign a deal at just the right time in your career, in the, the, and then uh, things happen, like time happens, um, and then you're just like one of these guys with these insane contracts and you can't actually add anything to your team, and all you can do is just, these players can just be moved for each other, just like, so they, there's like no other, uh, like John Wall couldn't be traded for any other player in the league. Russell yeah, what's the be, next step? You what's totally the next like, step? Yeah, yeah. yeah, like if you're, if you own one of these guys, you just have to look, you'd be like, oh my god, alright, who do we have? Like, James Harden doesn't want to play with Russell Westbrook, so like we have literally like, two guys that we could we could we could go for uh, Andrew Wiggins or we could go for John right. Wall next then, year. The John Wall for Gordon Hayward swap, <laughs> yeah, know, right? Total. Dude, Gordon Hayward is absolutely the next one to enter this tier of the untradeable, except for another guy with an untradeable contract. A thousand percent. A thousand percent. I I can't imagine the Rockets or the Wizards are like doing cartwheels because they pulled this deal off. I, I feel like both teams looked at what they had and they said, okay, uh, we can't go into the season with Russell Westbrook and James Harden. Well, at least we can't Wizards go into the season with Bradley Beal and John Wall. I could see the Wizards talking themselves a little yeah. into it more than the Rockets just because John Wall hasn't played a game in actually two years which is just mind-blowing to think about. He actually has not stepped foot on an NBA court since 2018. Um, but this is uh, – I'm not getting super excited if I'm the fan base of any of these teams. Well, so is John – will John Wall play basketball again? Like, is he, is this Supposedly. Just like, allegedly. Have you not ready seen to go. the uh, – uh, suppo- uh, There's been some B-roll floating around of him dunking the ball. Yo, so. if, I'm, if I am a, like a, a fan of the Wizards, which – God bless you if you are. Um, and you wait all of this time for John Wall to come back, and then when he's finally ready, they just ship him off. You're like, what the hell, man? Man, I don't know. They might be excited about it, though. The John Wall 
ship sort of feel like it sailed in Washington a long time ago. I, I, is there a trade? Like, I mean, is there a winner to this trade? It, I think I don't the, the, necessarily hate pick. it for Washington. I, I I guess you can talk yourself into like Davis Bertans, Bradley Beal as like a great second option. Bertans as an elite off-ball scorer. Sort of a different situation for Russ than maybe Houston is. I don't think he's going to be a top 10 player again, but there's a real chance Washington could be a much better team than they were last season, no? Well, yeah, they, well they're they also in the East, which is uh, right. being in the East is nice. It's a nice, nice little bonus for the Wizards. Yeah, I'm, well, I'm saying like the 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 poor Wizards just had this enormous anchor on them for so long, and like now they actually have a player that can actually like play. So that's a huge boost for them. Um, I'll be curious to see if it. I mean, if if anything happens with John Wall in. Houston, I just can't imagine a worse player to play with in the NBA than James Harden. I mean, how many how many other stars can one star drive away? He's like a uh, he's got like a, a, a reverse polarity. He's like a, <laughs> other stars, he just pushes them away. It's crazy. Chris Paul. Now, well, here's a here's a crazy stat. ESPN stats and info tweeted earlier today. Over the last five seasons, seventy eight players have attempted at least two thousand jumpers. Of that group. In terms of effective field goal percentage, John Wall ranks 77th, Russell Westbrook, 78th. So these are two guys who excel on ball, are very good at, at sort of utilizing their athleticism to create that sort of like inside-out passing, but neither of them are great off-ball players or spot-up shooters, and, and I don't think either are really known for their defense at this point in their career. So, um, yeah, it'll be an interesting... Uh, it, it, it just It's an interesting swap of two guys who are essentially like the same guy at this point, I think. So what do you guys think about this from a Nuggets perspective? Because my take on it is the Rockets probably, I'll just say a little less dangerous because we just don't know what John Wall is going to be this year. And for as out of sorts as they were at times, the Rockets were still like a pretty decent team in the regular season. Uh, But from a Nuggets perspective, when we're talking about Bradley Beal, Russell Westbrook, what he wanted to get back to, and the reporting that came out, the reason he wanted a trade from the Rockets is because he wants to go back to Oklahoma City, Russell Westbrook. He wants to go back to being the center of everything, being able to dictate what his team is doing both on and off the court and just being the guy. Listen, what I want to if, go back to being Rocky Mountain High School Eric, just, just to be clear. <laughs> what if he goes to Washington and tries to be that guy and two months from now, Bradley Beal says, why the hell did you guys trade for this guy, Russell Westbrook? I want to get my ass out of here. I want to be traded. I could see that storyline kind of developing. Um, shout out Andrew Buckman, our resident Rockets fan in the chat. who had a rough offseason. Uh, oh, Andrew, yeah, sorry who says, man, you guys hate Harden. Just to be clear, yes, we absolutely hate Harden. That's true. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, when I think that's the next – there's the, the sort of NBA fan sort of reaction to this. And then there's the Nuggets fan reaction. And, and I had a similar line of thought. I mean, Bradley Beal, by all accounts, seems to be comfortable in Washington, especially as he's evolved into this first option. You know, he and John Wall have played together so but in the past already. So as things sat, it looked like unless things broke wildly different, he was not going to demand a trade. Washington was not eager to trade him. You change things up like this, you bring a guy like Russ, who at this stage in his career, I think it's questionable, like Wynn just described, if a guy like Bia wants to play alongside him. Maybe, maybe that's like a, a new wrinkle in this fold. Uh, and maybe come trade deadline, 
Bradley Beal is feeling a little bit differently about his, his position. Is there any chance that the Kentucky brothers that, that come back together, John Wall and his other problematic uh, compadre, DeMarcus Cousins, raise the Rockets back up into, along with our, our uh, most hated player, James Harden, are able to make a formidable big three? Is that possible? I mean, I don't know how you can possibly expect anything from DeMarcus Cousins. The guy has had three really career-altering or potentially career-altering injuries in the last two years. Um, So I I have very low expectations for DeMarcus Cousins. And I feel the same way about John Wall, man. Two years off is a yeah. long time. It's a long like, – I'm sure he might – maybe he has a lot left in the tank and he can be some sort of impactful player, but he was once a star. James Harden and Houston are hoping they have traded for a star. It's very unlikely the guy walks back onto the court after two years and is ready to produce at that level. That said, John Wall was one of the most fun guys to watch oh, when he was healthy. I mean, his I Kentucky was a big highlights John Wall is Washington – I mean, very few guys can play basketball like as a point guard at their top end sprint speed the way John Wall does, like seemingly constantly. Shot out of a cannon, super fun guy to watch. So, from an entertainment standpoint, fingers crossed that John Wall can play. Um, from a Nugget standpoint, you hope that Houston is as screwed as we think. <laughs> I know. <laughs> we hope the news is just as bad as reported. <laughs> yeah. Um,. So, like I was saying, we spoke with Nikola Jokic, Jamal Murray, and uh, Paul Millsap today. Let's start with Nikola Jokic. Um, vote. Give me maybe one of your big takeaways from uh, from talking with him as I try to unpixelate my camera here. Sure. I mean, didn't he seem – oh, I guess Harrison's gone. I was going to ask him. He seemed <laughs> excited to be there. He seemed yes, in a good mood. So. <laughs> and I think often this time of year there's a lot of conversation about what kind of headspace Jokic is going to be in. How ready is he, not just for the start of the basketball season, but what he has described in the past as the circus, the whole machine, the media. But he sat down with a smile on his face today, answered our questions in earnest, if not eagerly at times. And um, I just thought it was great to see the big man smiling and laughing. And, you know, a lot of talk about how much has changed and how there are all these new expectations and pressure in Denver. For Yoke, not much has changed. They're just ready to play basketball and they're pretty sure they'll be good again. Yeah, he did seem like he was in a great space. Um, of course, he had the wedding this offseason. Uh, he was asked about the wedding by Katie Wingy. Jokic actually put on his wedding band in the middle of the interview, which, uh, which means he was watching was a nice <laughs> yeah, touch. He remembered that detail about yeah. getting married. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have believable. <laughs> yeah. Um, on the marriage on the ceremony, he said, quote, I was just there as a witness. Uh, she, his wife, made everything happen. But he did note it was a good party with good music. Oh. Uh, so for all you curious about, all you guys curious about how the wedding went, um, that, that's Sounds the like, rundown from the big guy. Yeah, Jokic he, was precisely as interested in his own wedding as you all would have guessed, I think. Yeah, yeah we need um, our Serbian friends in the chat to get, give us some, what, what does good music mean? at a Jokic wedding. Are we talking about, are these like global hits or are we, are these are regional treats? We need to know. And we won't play them because last time we played a, uh, a Serbian song on, uh, on our Periscope, we got it uh, blocked. So. Yeah. Wind, what else, what stood out to you, man, about Jokic's comments outside of his general attitude? Well, yeah, for, first off, his general vibe just seemed great. Uh, he, he seems ha- happy to be back around his teammates. Um, he said that he feels rested, 
Uh, his body is where it's supposed to be. He said, quote, my shape is where it's supposed to be, which is just an amazing quote that uh, will probably live on in, in infamy. <laughs> Someone shape. tweeted that should go on his Hall of Fame plaque, and I strongly agree with that one. I know. I love, I love that it's not his fitness or he's no, not no. in good my shape. My body shape is his shape, be. right? <laughs> yeah. I like, we're going to talk about his shape from here on out. That's true. Yeah. I, I thought something that was interesting, though, is – there's been a lot of questions and there were a lot of questions today about just the new additions because look for the last two years the nuggets have had literally the same team like yes they brought in jeremy grant last year but largely for the last two seasons this has been the same group of guys there's seven new faces on the roster this season that's a big shift and yeah yeah, uh, stonks up in that respect i'll tell you why (laughs) um And my thinking on it, and we'll get to this when we talk about Paul Millsap in a second, but my thinking on it is, you know, after a while, regardless of how good you are, things can just become a little stale, and you always just need some new blood, some new life in the building. And talking to some people around the team, they see it that way as well. Um, But when Jokic was kind of, you know, asked about the new players, and he was even asked about Michael Porter Jr. and Bull and uh, them potentially getting some more minutes this season... Um, he, he kind of circled around the fact that the Nuggets have a, a really good system in place in terms of what they do on the offensive and defensive end. It's going to be really important for those guys and the seven new additions to fit in and just kind of play within the system, play team basketball, not be individuals, be a part of the team, yeah. uh, and just kind of fit in that way. So uh, I thought that was notable. And he and, and Murray, too, who we talked with, it sounds like neither of them are expecting fundamental changes to the way Denver is going to approach the game on the court. They've, they've added more playmakers, and we've talked about the possibility of there maybe being some different types of lineups out there. But as far as the, the system, however you, you might choose to understand it in Denver, neither player expects anything to change. So it's about getting these guys up to speed with what Denver does well. Um, and so you hope, you know, that that Tim Connelly's approach of finding guys who are hard workers and just coachable, just ready to sort of run with it, that they've identified those players well. You see my melting dog in the background? He's <laughs> Incredible is, that, stuff. is he okay? No, he's not. Seems like not. he was I, just I should, like going through an exorcism or something back then. Yeah, I should probably go. I don't, this is not good. <laughs> um, by the way, we should probably mention, since people are just going to ask us all show, Yoke looked pretty good. I mean, it's a Zoom call. We don't know. It's like, we're, you know, we're not standing next to the guy. But he looked about the way he looked when we last saw him. So for those of you who are worried about a big summer weight gain, early impressions, Yoke looks fine. Yo, yeah. and I, I saw him uh, photos of him walking in with stylish sneakers. Dude, yeah. remember the, the last time we saw Yoke with a, like, a little baby glow up? Uh, first off, he got COVID right afterwards. That wasn't great. But then that preceded him turning into a monster in the bubble. So I think uh, look good, play good. Dude, it's, it's on. It's it's a evolution to watch for him for sure. I will never forget. I'll never forget. One time in the Nuggets locker room post game, he put on a suit jacket and like nice slacks, and everybody was looking at him like, "Who the hell is this guy?" <laughs> because I mean, he just wears a Nike sweatsuit after yeah. games or just sweatpants and, and, and a sweatshirt. Here. I pause my game right. and, and or, also yeah. that. One of my favorite clips was uh, Tory Craig going through his collection of sneakers, and Jokic is like, "I've got the yellow ones and the red ones." And yeah, that was it. But like, listen, man, he's uh, his world's been his eyes have been open. He's a whole new man. 
The bomber yeah. jacket, the shoes. This is exciting, guys. This is a, a new era, a, turning a new leaf for Jokic. Yeah. I, I, I do have these. Uh, yeah, air horn for sure. I do have these couple quotes from Jokic just on the shortened off season. Um, he says he's a fan of it because oh. training camp isn't going to be as long this year. <laughs> so Incredible. a big, a big fan of the uh, shortened runway to the season. Um, he said that he like cut out one week where he took, you know, just everything off. I feel like there's a point in the off season where every player just doesn't lift weights, doesn't play basketball. Uh, Jokic said that one of those weeks for him was eliminated. He was in the weight room a little less, um, but. I don't know. My, my impression of him is that he, he's in a great space, just like a, a great headspace for sure. Yeah, he's, he seems ready to go. He seems ready to go. And we were worried, I, I think, about him being overwhelmed by the quick turnaround. By the way, for those wondering, Chris Marlowe actually did ask Jokic if he thinks he'll play better because he's married. Um, Jokic's answer, uh, no, of course not. <laughs> so there you go. Here's your Jokic update. <laughs> Well, what if he's wrong? Maybe he does play better because he's uh, married. It's hard to say. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's let's let a break here real quick, and then um, we'll get back and talk about what Jamal Murray had to say, what Paul Millsap had to say, and then a definitive ranking of the City Edition jerseys, guys. Let's do it. Uh, yeah, let's do it. First off, Breck Brewery. Um, I know some of you out there have families. Some of us on this show have families. Some, I know some, Adam's some always – uh, Adam's always looking for activities to occupy his two daughters with. Breck Brewery. At the farmhouse out in Breck Brewery, they have an awesome skating rink set up outside the farmhouse. It's only $3 to skate with your own skates or $6 for a skate rental. They also have an awesome tubing hill that is currently free. Parents, enjoy beers and delicious food in a cozy outdoor setup. And let your kids enjoy some winter wonderland fun. This could be a great option uh, for families out there just looking for something to do this weekend. So check out the Breck Brew Farmhouse. Check out all the beers that they've got on tap there. Uh, tons of great options at Breck Brew always. And also, guys, the gyms may not be full, but there's definitely no shortage of madness this college basketball season. For us fans, the college basketball powers that, that be have gifted us with a top-tier matchup between two powerhouses. This weekend, Gonzaga, which... Who I actually watched last night? Watched Gonzaga, Dude, West Virginia. That's a fun team. Did you see how that top-rated recruit for Gonzaga tore his Achilles, or looked like he tore his Achilles like in the middle did. of the game, and then just came back Went and back started playing there? again? Incredible. I guess he's fine, but yeah, dude. Yeah. I was pretty sure. I was pretty sure that was serious. Yeah. Unbelievable. Uh, anyways, Gonzaga and Baylor are playing this weekend, potentially for the nation's top ranking. DraftKings Sportsbook America's top-rated sportsbook app is bringing you closer to the action with these can't-miss offers. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all college basketball fans who sign up now the chance to win $100 when betting on either Gonzaga or Baylor to win this clash of the Titans. Plus, you get a deposit bonus up to $1,000 when signing up using promo code DNVR. So make sure to download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR when you sign up for your shot to turn $1 into $100. When betting on either Gonzaga or Baylor to win, bet $1 to win $100. Use promo code DNVR during sign-up. Take advantage of these great offers for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus. Deposit bonus requires a 25x playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. 
Wow. All right. What a, what a great read. I even better when the host himself does the read. It's incredible. I just need to just give you a Thank full you. round. Well, the reads aren't hard when Adam is in <laughs> here. <laughs> when the person doesn't just talk over them. It's not, yeah. not that hard. For everyone asking, Adam had a had a family thing to take care of today. He he should be back tomorrow, I think. So uh, you guys can see his wonderful face tomorrow again. <laughs> Uh, Jamal Murray also talked to the media today for the first time since Nuggets training camp opened. Uh, from w- what we saw, it didn't seem like he was in as good of a mood as Nikola Jokic to be back. Vote, what were your thoughts? Yeah, that's so um, aptly said. <laughs> there was a contrast. There was a difference between these two guys today, and that's really what stood out to me. Um, everything we were sort of just talking about with Jokic, the way he can get seemingly overwhelmed not just from the hoops itself but talking to the media that's very much how jamal seemed today and you know he he wasn't shy he was very very open about enjoying his time off being home from the bubble in canada uh helping to train his brother and joked that he wished he was back there already Uh, i think he was joking i think he was joking (laughs) he said i'm gonna take a flight back to canada this afternoon i think he was joking about that yeah yes yeah yeah. (laughs) uh so I'm sure he'll be fine when the actual basketball starts, but he de- definitely seemed a little burnt out by the um, us portion of this, of the circus. Yeah, I, I mean, here's the thing. They had two months off, pretty much, since they left the bubble before the start of this season. Two months. It's the shortest offseason in NBA history. Michael Malone said earlier this week he thinks it's the shortest offseason in the history of professional sports. That's going to affect guys. Um, the bubble was a, a taxing, taxing experience to be a part of. Uh, I, I That's what, at least what I've heard from players and just from people around the Nuggets who were there. It was absolutely taxing. And to leave that environment, then to go hang out with your family who you already don't get to see a lot during the year. If you're a guy like Jamal Murray, who's thousands and thousands of miles yeah, away from his family in Canada for most of the year. And then two months later... You have to come back to Denver and, you know, flip the switch again and get back into the grind of an NBA season. An NBA season that is going to be so weird with all the precautions that need to be taken, with all uh, just the weird ins and outs. That's got to be tough. So um, I think once, you know, the games get underway, look, Jamal Murray is going to be fine. But him and I think this is going to be the case for a lot of players throughout the league. Two months off for the teams that made – you know, the playoffs and the teams that played deep into August and September, that's going to affect these guys uh, yeah. this season, I think. And, I mean, to your point, man, it's not like they're coming back and it's, hey, we're ready to go. It's camp. Let's scrimmage today. Who wants to hoop? Like, this is a simulated weird, to a guy like Jamal, probably almost useless time. You know, I'm sure he's been in contact with the coaching staff. We know he's been working hard. He's probably not going to get monumentally better via one-on-one, like, workouts this week. So... I, I can understand how this is like, you know, he's dragged back into the circus, but he's not actually getting the basketball part yet. So, yeah, not worried, but it's a good point, Wind. He's probably not the only player feeling this way. What a, what a taxing experience that was mentally and physically, I'm sure. Yeah, um, no doubt. So I, I think he's going to be okay, but you, you could just kind of tell. Um, he, he's a guy who, like, cherishes family time. And he talked about coaching his brother up in basketball, which when we've talked to Jamal Murray 
in exit interviews over the last couple of years. We, when we've talked to him at Media Day, the first time he speaks after an offseason spent back home or an offseason spent half back home, half in Denver, he always talks about training and coaching up his brother in basketball. That seems like just something that's really important to him. And uh, that's something that he did over these last couple of months. So, yeah. And, and Jamal also had this other point today. The Nuggets had two months off, but, you know, teams like the Atlanta Hawks, the Cleveland Cavaliers, the Minnesota Timberwolves, yep. those teams have had, you know, 10 months off. Uh, so it's just going to – I don't think every team's coming into this regular season on an even playing field. And the players are conscious of that. Obviously, the teams are conscious of that. And because of the fact that the Nuggets only had two months off, I think we're going to see a lot of – I don't know if I'd call it load management, but mm. a, a lot of instances where, you know, maybe Jamal Murray only plays 20 minutes a game over the first couple weeks of the season. I don't know if that's what's going to happen. I'm not reporting that. I'm just saying I could see that happening where the regulars, Nikola Jokic, Paul Millsap, Jamal Murray, Gary Harris, Will Barton, if those guys are playing, maybe they're not playing 30, 35 minutes a night right out of the gate. Or if they are playing, it probably looks nothing like what we last saw, right? I mean, how do you simulate the sort of urgency of playoff play coming off of that bubble? Like, if you're the Lakers, the Clippers, the Nuggets, uh, I mean, these teams, like, you're not going to feel, I think, like, rearing and ready to go the way some of these teams are. I don't really think you can. Even a guy like LeBron, LeBron who's got that Brady sort of ready to start over, I mean, he was pretty vocal about how quick of a turnaround this is. So I would anticipate some slow starts from some of the better teams. Or maybe not slow starts, but uh, unconventional rotations and different guys playing up front. Yeah, it's the funny. It's so funny, too, to, when you contrast your own personal life to the life of the NBA superstar or just the, even just the average NBA player where they're like, oh, man, we only got two months off. You're like... I don't know what I would do in this life to get two months off. <laughs> like, it seems like the longest amount of time I can imagine to just like lay around and like uh, recoup. I guess maybe I'm not uh, competing in the highest level of athleticism every day, so maybe there's that part that, is that, true. That, <laughs> maybe those two have something to do with one another. But uh, um, the funny thing too is to consider a team, you know, all of the other teams that have been off um, and didn't go to the bubble, like what their world. They're probably like chomping at the bit to get back. Itching, right? Wouldn't right. it be? How many shots is Malik Beasley going to put up in his first game back in Ooh, 10 months? You're talking about uh, alcohol? A lot. <laughs> oh, <laughs> shot like, basketball shit? Yeah, yeah, not probably. <laughs> Eric. <laughs> Skirt around the cancellation today. Um. Uh, anything else that we need to take away from Jamal Murray's uh, presser? Again, like, I don't think there was much there. Um I think he's going to be ready to go. He was also excited about the new additions. Uh, he, he thinks Jermichael Green, Faku Campazzo, um are going to be re really helpful for this team. Also, Nikola Jokic, a great pronunciation of Faku Campazzo. Oh, he he absolutely yeah. nailed the pronunciation. I, I, I did notice that on the Zoom call. He did kind of take us to school. Well, he was the one, uh, yeah. I, I mean, the Serbians really are, or I guess the Croatians, if you're, I guess we got schooled by, by Mislav, not Miroslav. So, uh, but they were really, they're, they're really on it with those pronunciations. <laughs> yeah, my dog, my, my dog has got big Nikola Jokic vibes in the back. <laughs> Your dog is deep in off season mode right now. Yeah, I, I, I think I, I again, I, I might need, oh, he's back to life. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Paul Millsap vote. He also spoke today. Always, 
get some good wisdom, some sage advice from from Paul Millsap on these uh, press conferences. What do you think? He's such a good quote. He's such a good quote, and it doesn't necessarily pop on Twitter. But if you're writing a story, I think Harrison knows this quite well. Those Millsap quotes work, and if you listen closely, he's pretty insightful. I I liked you asked Millsap about MPJ and, and that sort of open secret that he needs to be the guy, and I loved his answer because. It was on brand. He sort of brought it, brought it, tempered expectations a little bit, brought it back to earth. Um, but by using the sort of like basis for all of the hype to begin with, which is that MPJ is good enough. So he just has to show up each day, put his hard hat on, be ready to work and stay coachable, and the rest will take care of himself. Like this is not asking a player to find something within them that they might not have right mpj is talented enough to be this guy so just show up stay ready to work and let the rest take care of itself uh sage wisdom i thought from the veteran definitely and i was thinking about this after i asked paul that question are we putting too much pressure on mpj this year because just think about it how many contending teams have had this much riding and we've been framing this discussion really for the last couple months and really like all of last season this year I think the Nuggets can go as far as MPJ can help take them. And, like, this is still Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic's team, but I I think this team can only reach its ceiling if Michael Porter Jr. becomes that clear-cut third guy. Are we putting too much pressure on him as a second-year guy who has not even played 82 games yet? He hasn't even played a full regular season. How many contending teams have counted on a second-year guy as green as Michael Porter Jr. before? Are we putting too much pressure on him? Uh, Look, from an experience standpoint, yes, right? And you can already sort of predict the dialogue in the the coming offseason. Like, oh, Nuggets made Western Conference Finals, but they fell short because they were relying on a 23-year-old. And then the other side will be, oh, excuses, you're spinning it. Uh, But I I think he's good enough. That's the thing. Like, I I, I think as a second-year player, yes, it's unfair. But Michael Porter Jr. himself has said, look, I don't, uh, he loved being drafted to the Nuggets because he feels like he is good enough to help a team win a championship. And he gets to test himself right away. And, and so is it unfair? Sure. But I would guess that he welcomes this challenge yeah. because if you ask him, the answer is, no, I am that guy. And so he'd rather find out sooner sooner than later. Yeah, you can. I mean, you can just tell that about him. He's like a guy that has been in that spotlight every time that he's... Since he was a kid. Since he Absolutely. Like, it, 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 you can tell he thrives... In it. He doesn't shy away from it at all, and I'm sure it was like really difficult for him to have that taken away by his by his back and his injuries. So I'm sure he's itching for the chance to really be able to to, to be that you know that dude. Like, so I, I, we are absolutely pace, placing a ton of uh, pressure on him. But the thing is, it's, it's not unfounded. We we have absolutely seen him perf- like perform at a level that is all NBA. So I, I doubt he's worried about it. I'm sure he's just sort yeah. of like. I'm sure he's ready for it. It's. I, I bet the other Nuggets are sort of wondering how that's going to unfold, more, right. even more so than MPJ. Right. They might be worried yeah. about it, but yeah, MPJ is still the guy that shot that shot in Game 6, right? Like, that's right. just who he is. He's going to put that yeah. shot up regardless of circumstance. That's the thing. There's pressure, but MPJ wants it. He wants all the smoke, man. He wants all the responsibility. Uh, he, he's been a guy who's had pressure to perform and pressure to live up to his potential like you were, like you guys were saying, since he was in high school, yep. uh, Nikola Jokic, Jamal Murray. I, I know Jamal Murray was a pretty highly rated recruit, went to Kentucky, but he wasn't MPJ level. 
Uh, he, he wasn't like anointed as the second coming like MPJ was at times in high school. So he's had the pressure forever. He's had to live up to that pressure forever. And I think it's something that he wants. Now, not every second year player, I, I think, out there could handle it. I think MPJ can uh, because he wants it. He obviously thinks um, as highly of himself as anyone. So yeah. I, I think he knows he belongs. And he wants to be that guy. I mean, this what is a test of. Go ahead, Eric. Sorry. I was going to say, like, he's this, this is uh, you know it's his second year, but it's really his third year. He had that redshirt year where he was able to just be around the team and sort of like absorb what it was to be in the NBA and sort of understand you know all of the things that go into the team building dynamics and listen mm-hmm. to the way that veterans talk and how other teams go about their business. So. I really feel like that that year of seasoning is going to, you know, get make it so that he's not a second year player. He's really not. He's like uh, the same way. Uh, who was the the other? Uh, was it Ben Simmons? Just came right into the league because he was down for an entire year. Came right back. And, yeah, and Blake Griffin second, too. Yeah. So um, I just I, I see that working Look, in my favor. I think we might learn a lot about Michael Malone too, and the extent of you know, his impact on these guys. MPJ, what does it mean for him to be ready to be that dude? It's going to be more than can you hit those types of shots? Can you play defense? Can you learn the offense? Are you willing to stay engaged on the offensive glass? And so we keep saying, like, MPJ's that guy and he knows he's that guy. But layer one of that is that he's one of the greatest scorers to ever be born. But being ready this year is about other stuff. And that's what last season was all about. Yep. And that's what it was all about for Michael Malone, who was trying to coach a kid who was arguably in the most coachable sort of stage of his entire career. Because yep. once he starts scoring 22-23, I mean, good luck preaching the principles of defense. So we'll learn a lot about Malone MPJ this season. It's going to be more about scoring. Um, is he willing to commit to the other areas as well? Yeah, um, absolutely. I I can't wait to see how that develops because everything I've heard, I told you guys this earlier this week, MPJ is going to be the starting three. Uh, he, he just is. I know it's going to be a quote-unquote competition, but this thing's going to wind up with him as the starting three. And I think Michael Malone is right to not hand him the job right out of the gate and make him work for it. But um, I'm fascinated to see how that develops. Something else from uh, Paul Millsap's presser today that I thought was interesting. He's a big fan of Jermichael Green. A big fan of Jermichael Green. Um, I think Millsap is going to start, but Jermichael Green is the perfect guy who can make a lot of starts for Millsap if the Nuggets want to do some load management. He's got a similar physicality to his game that Paul Millsap does. Um, Jokic called Jermichael Green a quote-unquote dog. (laughs) <laughs> he called him a dog. My and dad then, texted uh, me uh, your your tweet of that, Harrison, and he said, "Was Jokic joking?" But no, I don't think he was. I don't think yeah. he was. You know, and then Paul Millsap followed it up by saying, "You know, he's that type of guy who I hate going up against." Mm. So, Jamichael Green, out of all the new additions that the Nuggets had um, this offseason, he's the guy that's going to log the most minutes. I, I think that's pretty clear, mm-hmm. um, and. I think he's going to be a guy that fits right in. He just brings a, a level of physicality that you know, maybe the Nuggets didn't have last season. And you know, throughout the first four games of that Clippers series, we were like, oh, this Nuggets team needs to get tougher. Um, Jermichael Green is a tough guy, and I think he's going to fill a nice role for this team. Yeah, interesting that Paul Millsap 
um, concurred and immediately confirmed that and, and sort of brought him up as a guy that has stood out to him playing against him. And yeah, I, the, the Jermichael thing, the toughness is cool, but I also, we, we hit on this last show. It's just about how much of a nugget he seems to me that makes yeah. it seem so dope. He's ready to come in here and do um, whatever Malone needs him to do. And you have two guys now in Millsap and Green who seem to be fine with coming off of the bench. So we're all calling this a uh, position battle. Millsap said today, it's never a battle between me and my teammates. That's not how I see it. We're all on the same squad. So I don't think we have to worry about any budding tension between those two. Yeah. I love that guy. I love dad. He's, like, he's the best. Yeah. He's a great, great quote, man. Yeah. Millsap also spoke a little bit about just the decision to come back to Denver. And my read on it, definitely once the Nuggets lost Jeremy Grant, Millsap was definitely going to come back here. And I don't think it was that tough of a decision for Paul. We talked about this throughout, you know, the first couple weeks of the offseason leading up until uh, free agency. Uprooting your entire family to go to, like, Boston in a year like this where you're not going to see him a lot. Boston, too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Boston's actually a great city. Adam was all over this early, though. He was saying there's absolutely no way. We were like, well, yep. yeah. He was dead on. It's exactly yeah. like the, all the external factors, the idea of, I mean, just imagine yourself, like, moving cross-country with a family, like, now where you, you don't even know if the businesses you'll need to get in touch with are going to be open. Like, when you, like, I know, can you even, like, like schools? Get, imagine yeah, trying like, to set up your kids yeah, at a new schools, school. Like, yeah. like yeah. Do, are movers working? Like, what, what the hell's going on? So, um, yeah, I, 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 dead on. Like that it, it really sounded sense. like they were just, you know, Denver had some other decisions to make, I think, which was going to determine how much money was available or which exceptions they might use. And, mm-hmm. um, but it did seem like it was more of what are the terms of NISTs, not are we going to come to terms. And that was yeah. pretty much the whole. Yeah, got a question there from the comments from uh, No Remorse, if you want to bring that up, Kale. Do you guys think Jim Michael Green could actually be better than Jeremy Grant? I think if he asked me who was better before Grant got traded to Nuggets, I would have called it a toss-up. We've talked about this uh, a lot, but – I think in terms of the regular season, I actually think Jermichael Green is going to add more to the Nuggets than Jeremy Grant would in a regular season. Mm -hmm. Um, Jermichael Green, I think he's actually a better three-point shooter than Jeremy Grant, uh, even though they shot around the same percentage last season. I just trust Jermichael Green's shot a little more than Jeremy Grant's. He's a much better rebounder. He's a much better defender at the power forward position. So I think in terms of a regular season outlook, Jamichael Green is the better player to have. Uh, in terms of a playoff outlook, I would rather have Jeremy Grant, though, just in terms of his defensive versatility and whatnot. I just hate that Jeremy Grant made us all fall deeply in love with him before he left. Like he, All throughout the season, we were like, okay. Like it felt a little bit um, like the stats will tell you that it, you know, it, he was there, but he was like invisible most of the night. I remember just watching games with Adam, and he'd just be like, he's the most athletic guy that never uses his athleticism. Like every yeah. night, he got no rebounds ever. Um, and he just looked like a guy that should be a doing a lot more than he was and then in the bubble he was that guy and then he left we're like dude come on (laughs) i think it's funny man the green and grant comparisons are like inevitable but i don't think they're the same player i mean green is actually probably 
closer to that original sort of hole they were trying to fill of like the Millsap replacement or, you know, a cheap four that slots in nicely alongside these guys. Going to be a better rebounder and positional defender and big than Grant was for sure. Um, but the reality is by the end of Grant's tenure in Denver, he was a three. And his role was guarding other threes and playoff threes. And I don't think you're going to ask Jermichael Green to do that. So my answer is they're different players. Don't think this team misses a beat in the regular season. Could very well win more games. Um, I think they have a higher ceiling with MPJ coming into the fold as a potential starter. Um, But yeah, it's just going to matter if they're playing the Clippers. There's no way around that. Yeah. People forget this, guys. Like Jeremy Grant was nothing special in the regular season. That's he was saying, up and yeah. down. At times, he was a bit of a disappointment. He, he was really good in spots, but uh, he was a completely different player in the playoffs yeah. than he was in the regular season, mainly because his role was just uh, entirely different. This weekend on WGT, uh, I believe we have the Elf on, on the Shelf. The yep. shelf. Classic, another close to the whole shootout. challenge. Elf on the shelf shootout. Elf on the shelf shootout. Elf <laughs> on the shelf shootout. Uh, okay, so here's the truth about these WGT close to the whole tournaments. They take, what, three minutes to play? It, the greatest, it, the greatest it, three minutes of your life. Yeah. It, it, it takes so quick. It takes no time at all to play. And what you got to do is once you get done, uh, screenshot your scorecard, reply to us on the pin tweet. Uh, at DNVR underscore sports. That way you'll be entered into uh, the drawing we do every week to win prizes. If you're not on Twitter, screenshot your scorecard to info at thednvr.com. If you're not signed up on WGT, download WGT World Golf Tour, the official gaming partner of DNVR, and search for the DNVR (laughs) Ford Country Club. Um, I am the commissioner the owner the president of the dnvr four country club so i get a little notification whenever somebody joins the best country club out there the dnvr four country club do so you do you make sure to join up as the commissioner of the country club do you think you'll in a problematic way shut people out from the country club that you'll be discriminatory in who you allow in uh, I thought about only allowing in <laughs> sub 300 members, but oh, wow, <laughs> unbelievable! It's elitist no, institution. No. No, this the DNVR four country club, a country oh, club okay. for all. Open door. So, so all you ri- all you riffraff, you can pile in with Harrison. Less, hey, it less really is fun. And then get in the Discord and like talk shit. You could literally yeah. just yeah, add yeah. Harrison Wind and be like, "You're terrible at this." Yeah, it's yeah. Very cathartic. Yeah, I make yeah. sure to. I make sure to. Um, come clean with my score. I, like a couple weeks ago, I, I really laid down a pretty unimpressive score, and then it the was very week, impressive. <laughs> but last week, very impressive. So. Yeah. Uh, also, guys, you can get a Strava Craft Coffee subscription. <laughs> my dog's get your coffee. <laughs> get that dog some CBD. <laughs> that is, is an impressive position. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Again, like I, I pro- we gotta wrap this up. I need to take my dog to the hospital. I think so. is that is that Melhouse? That is that is Melhouse. That's Melthouse uh, right over there. Melthouse. Uh, yeah. Anyways, guys, promo code DNVR twenty twenty percent off your Strava Craft Coffee subscription. Uh, hit up StravaCraftCoffee.com today. Okay. Um, uh, let's move to the uh, main attraction of today's oh, show. Kale's gonna get in here for this segment. Wait, hey, before we before we move on, uh, we need to bring this back. <laughs> okay. 
I never even saw that. What is that from? The brawny it, it is comparing Brennan in a red flannel to the brawny man from the paper towels. But the shirt oh he has on God. today is actually closer to that than that one was. That is incredible. That is oh, incredible. He's frozen for that. Look at that. He's <laughs> what? Can we what? Frozen? You want to talk about kismet? What a great little bit we've got, Rocky. <laughs> Good stuff. Oh man, incredible. All right, so how are we doing these uh, these city edition uniforms? So I've Do got. Like- let me see here. So I've got. I'm going to share my screen. I've got a page from Clutch Points up that shares that has all the large sized versions of these jerseys, and then Kale, as you see, has a tier maker. So we'll be able to go through and rank them definitively for all of the internet to, <laughs> to understand. <laughs> um, and uh, that's how it's going to go. We'll go in alphabetical order, and okay. uh, we'll get down to it. Okay, so, so th- this could take um, like right, 20 yeah, minutes, but I'm here want... for it. <laughs> easily, easily 20 minutes. Well, we got 20 minutes left in the show. I mean, what do you want? Yeah, uh, Brooklyn Nets. Brooklyn Nets, we've looked at this before, so um, and this actually doesn't have the full view of it, so might as well go back to the tier maker. Um, let's see. So where do you guys... Um, the tier maker, you can see a little bit more of the full view yeah. of the jersey. Uh, what I like about this is um, it's got some interesting details. It's got the um, the way that their court is laid out is the pattern that is on the jersey itself. It's got a bunch of little uh, Basquiat style. Uh, and I don't know if you guys are familiar with Jean-Michel Basquiat, but uh, no, we talked about we're this. We're big Basquiat guys you know, big, on this show. Big, big Basquiat guys. Um, I really like this jersey. I actually put this up in my S uh, category. What, 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 what is your feeling on this jersey? Why is the uh, why is the top category S? I think it's like su- supreme. I don't know. Superlative. Uh, this is, this is the just A, B, C, D, E, and then yeah, just yeah. S. This is, so like... Um. It, in the world yeah. of jersey, this is it. Like this is a very innovative jersey design. I know a lot of people. When it first came out, people were saying like, "My my my kid could have designed that," which is like the, the classic. Um, I don't understand art guy uh, re- response to a jersey like this. Um, what are your thoughts? Where, where would you guys rank this? I uh, agree with you. I'd put it in the same tier, and uh, it just feels very Brooklyn to me. Like, there's a lot of teams that I don't think could pull off like the whole like none of them artist but, but look Brooklyn. and all that. But <laughs> Brooklyn can pull this off, and Brooklyn, they're yeah. very much trying to embrace the Brooklyn specific identity away from the New York identity. And I think this is a really dope way to do it. Uh, by the way, special shout out to those of you listening to this in podcast form. Uh, might not be your favorite 12 minutes of the show, but here we go. <laughs> we'll be sure to put a link to yeah, it. Yeah, but the, if you're uh, not, like, this, this is a, what a lesson for you to tune in to the daily DNVR podcast, Nuggets podcast on YouTube, and then uh, you can comment and you can see what they have for talking about. Yeah, like also, if you're watching live on YouTube and have a smart TV, uh, you can actually, you put it for, on the TV. a lot of people don't know this, apparently, you can project this onto your TV. So I would, I would check that out. <laughs> Uh, okay, cool. So, do you do the, the, the two of you just vote? Do you have an opinion? Do you don't care? Okay, nope, uh, let's go next. So the next is if you want to switch back over to my screen here, Kale. Uh, we've got the Boston Celtics, which I think people are in generally. I'm hearing a lot of people just say like, "What did they forget to design the jersey? They had to just do it the night before because <laughs> it just says Boston Celtics on it." Like it's the banner, right? It's supposed to be <laughs> yeah, but, but, but that's the just same it. Look as their it. Rafters. This is just it. Yeah. Is it? It is. It is taking their all of their many many rafter banners and turning it into a direct uh, version of their jersey. And so it's you know it's kind of interesting from that point. Although, um, so 
reference, I give this an A. Um, but you know, like, I think it's it's pretty boring. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I, I put it I in the B or C. C. It's fine. B or C tier. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I, I would actually I would give this a B because I would bump it up to a B because it's um, you know it's sort of like flexing on fools in a really like subtle way because it Good got point. all those Good championship advantages. And also, um, you guys know this. I'm I think a lot of times with jerseys, uh, less is more. And, you know, there's yep. just not a lot going on here. I, I like the traditional aspect of, of the Boston jerseys. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it uh, – see, you see in the comments, people are like, ah, it's, it's just boring looking. This is, And it's funny, when you put all these together, like, you get excited about the things that are exciting and new, but those are typically what don't hold up yeah. over time. Jonathan yeah, Roberts are- clearly not in on the shtick about the smart TVs. Clearly not. Uh, these, yeah, they're fun. I just, to me, like, I think the whole point of these city editions is to give the city something to rally around and buy and be excited about, and I don't think they do that. So I would probably put them down a tier. Yeah, like Celtics fans don't even know that that's what their banners look like. You know what yeah. I mean? It's not really something you filed away in your head. Uh, all right, well, let's put it a C then. Right, sc- sc- scroll down so I can see what the next uh, one in order is. It's good. Oh, Buzz City, baby. So this is uh, – okay. n- now we're going to be looking at the Hornets. Of, okay, uh, I love these, dude. I love these yeah. too. So, um, yeah, so they, they, they're, they're, they're calling them the mint jerseys. They're, they are mint-colored. Um, I think it has to do with the actual – there being a mint that mints money there, which is a little bit different from the – <laughs> the actual like food version of mint, uh, but <laughs> um, all the same, it, it, it's make, it makes for. I mean, these are attractive colors. I feel like, um, and because this is a southern city, and you drink mint tea and things like that, like it feels appropriate. Like I don't, we definitely couldn't get away with something like this in Denver. Um, well, this looks like their version of the powder blues. It is, yeah, yeah. That's what so I, I what, initially yeah, thought. I don't know what your guys' thoughts are on this. I, I, I would give the, I would put this in my A in my A tier. Yeah, I, I would too. I dig these. I'm with it, man. I'm with it. Cool. All right, cool. So, all right. Uh, what, what's the next one, Kale? We've got Scroll Chicago. Down. Chicago. Okay, so so Chicago. I love these jerseys. Oh man, no wonder. The, just for every, so everybody just knows, it's Kale, a theater reference, right? Kale yeah. is a drama kid. <laughs> Kale like yep. actually studied drama in high school, so like or wherever in college. So that doesn't surprise like, yeah, me. Yeah, I have a, I have a directing BFA, but you know that's the same thing. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Well, so bring bring my uh, bring my my screen up. Um, so I do not like these because I feel like they're wholly inappropriate for the what it is for a, a basketball uniform to me. They're like way too fussy and like. Also, too... man, Chicago's just take that they're the best city in the world. Like that, that's a little bold of a take. It's they got it. They got to chill on that take a little bit. Like a little long winter for best city. I, know. In the world. I don't think anybody's like walking around out there just proclaiming Chicago as the best city in the world. That is not a uh, unanimous opinion by any means. <laughs> yeah. I don't <laughs> they know. Gotta, like, they got to chill. <laughs> yeah, like, so, I don't know. Like, I, I, this is, to me, uh, when we're talking about the Nuggets, we said it's like a decent uh, concept but not great execution. To me, this is like a reasonable concept, but I, I just don't like To me, it's, it's just too fussy. It's just like the sides are like all... I, like, I would put this in my C category. I would give this a C. C for Chicago. I think yeah, this is I'm really clean, and what's most clean important, the, the people of is. Chicago are super excited about it. All my friends from Chicago immediately bought one of these. Okay, so we'll put it in the C category. I hear what you're saying. 
Next. <laughs> What's next? <laughs> All right. We've got Cleveland next. Oh, Cleveland rocks. Cleveland so, are the worst in the bunch, in my opinion. Oh, I don't agree at all. I think these are like super interesting. Like, uh, let's oh, see. Oh, we've got right. a design off. I just yeah. hate the like the combined like Let, who, the who's, whole, whose like, opinion should we take the design thing, off? Thinking they're going to be like thinking they're being clever. I just think it looks dumb. Like, Eric, Eric, I'll give you a hit. Control F and then is that really yeah, Control? Yeah. Well, I didn't yeah. know I was I on the screen. It, Kale should be helping me out here with the uh, taking me off and then back on. Which he, <laughs> sorry, no, it's all right. We'll do it live. We'll do it, <laughs> we'll do it live. God damn it. Uh, so what am I looking for? Oh, Cleveland. That's Cleveland. Right. All right, Cleveland with a C, right? Um, so the, the, the reference that Cleveland is using is that they have the, uh, rock and roll hall of fame in Cleveland and they are taking cues from rock bands throughout the years. I'm, I'm not even finding it on this. Uh, bring it up on the, on the, the, oh, here it is. Okay. If you Incredible to... stuff. There's like a feature length <laughs> online with D-line. Anyway. Oh, pipe down. <laughs> so, um, it's, to me, this is like pretty interesting like they've got yeah. all of these different fonts that are from different band names like there's the, you can see nirvana the nirvana a uh you can see um there's like punk in here it's like and it's not like the, the, the thing like with this versus like the chicago thing that they were like oh let me just put all these intersecting shapes all up and down the side it's like um this is just like a simple concept i, I don't quite understand what's happening with these like little yellow bits around the sea and around the yeah um, me neither i don't really get that that kind of throws me off a little bit but i i, I at least think that these are interesting yeah i, I hate them so <laughs> I'm gonna put them in my here and, uh, <laughs> Wait, what do you think i guess we're the tiebreakers here harrison yeah yeah um Let's hear. i'm i'm digging it i'm i'm digging digging the story behind it i think it looks pretty clean there's not too much going on which which i'm a fan of so I think I like this is a, a B, a B tier yeah, maybe. I would, give, I would give this a B. I would give this a B. For, for, I kind of hate the wine and gold, like you know what I mean, like the the Cleveland colors anyway. It's been a long time since they've had a jersey I really dug. So this is yeah. good. I like it. All right, let's go back. We'll put it in the B tier. You uh, get that. <laughs> let me just kick you out of this. How's that sound? All right, so oh, let's go. Oh, we got Dallas next. The Fish Gills. Uh, the, see, the, this is where we're, we're going to have, uh, I believe that we'll be on the same tier or the same level of agreement on this one. Yes. Dallas, the overly gold Fishgill version. Yeah. Uh, I don't think we need to spend a lot of time on this one. Yeah, this, this, one. Is, this, this, this is a They're straight horrible. Dude. This is straight <laughs> They're so ugly. What are they doing? <laughs> like, I don't even understand what the the reference is. Like, sometimes I get it. I'm like, oh, that's kind of clever. I feel like but it's hard to screw up a white and gold jersey. Like, Toronto's white and gold jerseys were fire last year. But somehow Dallas managed to do it. Yeah, like, th- like <laughs> this is so stupid. And yeah, I don't like right, We all agree. Let's move on. Yeah, suck, uh, this one could suck it. Okay, cool. <laughs> uh, what uh, we got, we next? got Denver. Uh, Ooh, interesting. Denver Nuggets. Very, very interesting. So, yeah, what do you, what, like, where would you guys place this? So I've changed my opinion on it a little bit. I think it's a good jersey. I think it's a bad Nuggets jersey. I agree with that. Yeah. Like, I think, yeah, I like, I like the way it looks. I just yeah. think it looks like a jazz jersey. Yeah, yeah this is yeah. either a, a B or a C jersey for me. I think it's going to pop a lot more on the court than mm-hmm. it does just on 
an internet on the internet or on a computer screen. And also, if if the Nuggets do the court right, if they have like a specialty court that they bring in with it, I think yeah. it could look really good with that too. Yeah, I think C is the right um, is the right grade for this because, like we were saying when it came out, like it is objectively not an ugly jersey. It just doesn't feel like a Nuggets jersey. And, I mean, the response has been, like, just terrible. So <laughs> that has to count for something. Yeah. Um, so, all right. The, the, the Detroit Pistons. No, the Detroit gets knocked out. The, like, the mile-high cities? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to give them crap for that because, like, the whole circle around a number thing is, like, a very classic jersey look. So yeah, that I don't put, really think they, they were copying us. But they yeah, that's like the know. jersey you, you build up in, like, the East Bay catalog, you know? It's yeah. just like... Yeah, it is an, an ab- I mean, uh, Indiana has the same jersey configuration. It's a super classic. Uh, I, I think it's it. got to be a tier. I'm with the commenters here. I would put this a tier above Boston and Chicago. We're we're in, oh, we dude, don't no. love it because of the the nuggetsness of it. But like that's just a better looking jersey than the. Well, Celtics. but my thing my thing about this is like they didn't even do it right. Like the fact that they have, um, like this is a typographically based jersey, and they like didn't they put. First off, a comma in it, which is ridiculous. <laughs> and then they also, um, it, the, the type on the top is much bigger than the type on the bottom. It, like, it's, to me, it's, like, it's just like not executed well. It's I an old idea went, that, they, that they messed up. I think they went for like the race car, like the classic of race car look, and which I think was the right call. I just agree with Eric. I think they missed on their execution. I think it's a great concept, though. Yeah, ch- I mean, check it. I've got I've got it here in this other screen. Like, if you want to look at it closely, what I'm talking about as far as the typography, like uh, that Motor City, uh, ar- like as you go around, like typically you'd have this be one size all the way around. Like these big gaps that are created. And the fact that they put it, <laughs> the fact they put a comma in, I will never forgive them for putting a comma in on the front of a jersey. It's ridiculous. Oh my like, God. It's like, so it's if, the like, com- <laughs> if the comments want it in B tier and Eric and I want it in D tier, are we going to leave it in C? Uh, yeah, the comment, like, we can hear what you're saying, but we're, we will not take your opinions into consideration at all, uh, commenters. So you can just scream into the, into the ether. <laughs> uh, all right, cool. So what's next? Oh, what is next? We've got uh, Golden oh, State. Oak, Golden State. So I actually like these. I think I like these cool. a lot too. I, I like the. Color. I would put these in the A or or even in the S. Like to me, this is. I mean, these are the old Warriors jerseys, but they're updated yeah. with the word Oakland instead of Warriors, and the colors look nice, and it's just like a fun throwback to the innocent times. I would agree, and the fact that these are the jerseys that Steph was drafted in, and they're bringing them back, I think is rad. Yeah, what do you What do you two think? I'm a big fan of the Oakland. They're just like the Trailblazers jerseys have Oregon. I just, I just think that's that, that's cool. Um, but it, <laughs> cool it's not. A big fan. <laughs> it, it's not cool in the fact that they just totally jettisoned Oakland, and we're like, all right, we're ditching you yeah, guys for this. Yep. For yep. all these tech bros in San That's Francisco, and now nobody who went to our old games can come to our new games and the Chase moneymaker. Um, but here's a jersey with Oakland on it to show you how much we cared, even though we did, even uh. though we didn't in the end. Wow, Dude, that's, that's so good. Win. Like, I, that's a great point. Growing up in New Jersey, like if the Brooklyn Nets they they do their throwback jersey, like New Jersey branding it's like oh that's right i remember when you guys were bad for 10 years waited until you could flee to new york to even try to be good again 
Thanks so much for paying homage. To but I, but just objectively, like I, whatever, it, how it hurts the community. I apologize the, to the denizens of Oakland. Like I think this is an A level jersey as far as just like the design goes. I like the design too. Okay, so next All is right. we'll speed these We've up. We've got H Town. Go ahead and put that right in the F, and let's move on with our lives. That is a disgusting. Whoa, game. whoa! Really? Do you have, you, you have strong? Feel, you feel positively about this Houston Rockets jersey? I put it in. Uh, I put it in the the C category. I'd say. Ooh. I don't think it's an instant F. Does that look like? Does that look nothing about? It just that doesn't like look Houston like a today. Rockets jersey to me. It looks like a jersey of I don't know, literally any other town. But yeah, it, like, it, like nothing about Houston. Like feels. It, I don't see Houston in that at all. I don't get anything about that. I don't. I don't understand. I mean, maybe there's some grand explanation that I'm that I'm missing. But like. I have a question. Are we allergic to the D row here, or like what's up? Uh, yeah, we're allergic to it. Yeah, put it. In D, we're just not fine. doing it. Put it. Put it in the D. We'll it's, put it in the D. Okay, okay moving on. Let's go next. <laughs> <laughs> We've got Indiana. Indiana. Straight I love this Reggie character. Millers. These are the Reggie Millers, right? Um, what do you guys think? Yeah, I, I would give it. I'd probably I like put those. it in B. I'd probably put it B. This is like straight I really like retro. these too. Straight yeah. retro. Straight Simple, retro. Simple, yeah. classic. I like it. Like, I wouldn't buy one, but it's a good jersey. Yeah, yeah, Okay. Like, the Pacers' colors are boring in a perfect way. It's, like, on brand. It works. You're like, that's Indiana. I love it. So, uh, the L.A. Clippers somehow took their bad City Edition jerseys and made them worse by adding red and blue. So, So I think that these are an instant F. These are an instant F. (laughs) Whoa, instant I don't think we can go instant. So, this is actually – that uh, logo design is done by L.A. uh, legend cartoon – famous uh, t- tattoo artist uh, who's uh, tattooed many, many famous people around L.A. He's an L.A. institution. Um, and I believe they really did put the red and blue to sort of like signify uh, the Blood v. Crip version of, of L.A. just a little bit. Like, I, I think they're really leading into that. Um, I, I mean, I would go... It'd be an interesting I, decision from a market. Well, I mean, I, I don't think it's like on the... I don't think it's on the, the, the left. Like, that's what they would tell you. But I think that that's like... they. There, there's a, there's an inner... Like uni- inner there, there's a deep state in the Clippers marketing department. Is I just... I think it's a, I think it's more like a, the idea of unity. You're like bringing them both together uh, under uh-huh. one banner kind of thing. Okay, um, these are too bad for us to be spending this much time yeah. on. Well, <laughs> but, 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 I, I don't think... I, I think they're... I think they're a D. I don't think they're an F. Like, there's at least like a decent... like. Okay, yeah. cool. Uh, Lakers. <laughs> I'm putting these in the super tier. I think these are awesome. Yeah. Okay. Well, I hate to say, to say it. About it. <laughs> I hate to say it. I think they're pretty dope too. I, I yeah, like I, them. I'm not. A, I'm not a fan. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't like. I don't like a primarily white jersey. It doesn't do it. For me. Wow. I love okay. Uh, I, I think for the first time, Eric's being outvoted on this. Yeah. But we also look, don't have to spend I, any time talking uh, about the Lakers jersey. Anybody? So. Who, uh, okay. Anybody, this is a this is the winner of all. This is the absolute winner of all Strong of the jerseys. This is dude. the this is uh, this Figure is great. all of the details on the jersey. If you've not really like gone in and looked at it, uh, it's based on Isaac Hayes, the rich musical uh, heritage of Memphis. There's all there's like cool little um, sunglasses patches that are hidden throughout. Like all of the um, the pattern is ba- is based on uh, off of um, uh, oh I can't remember the word. Um, anyway, it, it's it's a great looking jersey. I love it. It is. It is. Miami, uh, B or A tier? I think one of these two. I, I dude, I don't like it at all. To me, it's like really it's childish. It's like so, and they just keep doing. They keep running this idea back. These gradients, like you can't read. I don't know. People like it, but I don't. I don't like it at all. Like it, to me, it's like it's for a kid. 
Um, <laughs> it, is, it is very kitty. Yeah. This got a really good public perception. So are we dropping it down against consensus to no, a D or I mean, a C? I, I would give it like, because of the people. Like, I think it's C at least, man. I, I, I know it's a segment. But I think it's going to look sick on the court and on the jerseys. It will. Sick, like sick like you that have been throwing up, I agree. All right, what's next? Uh, okay, we've got Milwaukee next. Ooh, F-tier. Milwaukee, dude. Yeah, what are they do? Like, it was awful. Are they the... trying to try to get Giannis out of town with these jerseys? Like, Is he really re-signing there after seeing these? This is I don't just like, think so. This is like a, like a total beach bro. Like, we're going, this is like something that uh, ripped cord or, or what is that uh, that like uh um quicksilver yeah like quick this is like a this quick is a quicksilver slash billabong jersey, <laughs> for sure yeah just is. like manhattan <laughs> beach just kind of like walking around with yeah. a joint yeah, yeah for sure all right, all right minnesota, minnesota it's clean it's boring it's a b or a c b or a c i think it's like, a c yeah I, yeah i'd be fine with this in the b category i like it yeah actually let's let's put it up to b i think it's like i think Ugh. it's like I mean, it's, it's definitely not an ugly jersey. It's not a, just not an exciting one. And the, 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 these ones to me are, are like, uh, if you, you, when you take like a really inspired idea like MLK and you just do the least inspiring tribute to the, it's like, I, I, to me, these are like, could be something, but they're just not much. Um, so See, me, I really CLD. like these because if you guys have seen the court that these are going with, the court is absolutely sick. That's going to be like the Hawks oh. alternate court. Oh, okay, that's cool. Um, By the way, Charlotte's uh, Charlotte's alternate court is going to be awesome as well. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if you guys have seen oh, that. Oh, rad! All right, uh, yeah, so we've got, got New Orleans. Next. This is going to feel. I feel like it's going to be polarizing. I feel like I like this a lot this. I think it's sick for people in New Orleans. I've I actually, uh, yeah, I've warmed up to these jerseys a lot. I'm in on these now. I was out. Now I'm back in. Yeah, I think um, they are when when people first. I mean, I don't know. There are things that are good about them. There are things that are bad about them. It is absolutely at the end of the day for the people of New Orleans. This is based on their flag, something they feel pride about. So from that standpoint, I think you know it's probably pretty successful. So. I think it gets over with that base. I think it'll get over. Don't so like B it. or A? Um, I'd give it a B. I'd yeah, I'm fine putting it, it in the B. B. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right, we've got Go immediate F. Absolute yes. F. The worst. Absolute F. Which one is this? The New York. Oh my god, dude! It looks like off like the NY Fire Department. Yeah, bring up, bring up my, bring up my screen, bring up my screen, uh, Kale. We'll see They're they... so bad. <laughs> this, <laughs> They're like, so what bad. are they doing? The, you, it the says city, city that never sl- sleeps in a gradient text. It's so bad. Oh, god. oh that's terrible. It's the worst. <laughs> Even I know that. Even. <laughs> <laughs> it's the worst. It's the worst jersey I've ever seen. Like, what is the deal? Uh, Why? It's funny because they put a gradient on the text, but York Knicks and City Never don't really have any gradiated color. It's just sleeps new. That, <laughs> gets, that gets the- I'm in agreement with whoever wrote that article. What happened here? <laughs> oh, right. Oklahoma City uh, and next. Oh, F. Put that right in the F. Okay, yeah, you can put, put that, that right in the. In the oh my gosh, Gillette, is- the best a man can get. That looks like a Orlando. The Oklahoma City jersey looks like a jersey you would buy at a gas station. Like if 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 gas stations sold jerseys, you would be able to purchase it. Absolutely, yeah. It looks like a battery, like a a, a car battery brand. Yeah, Orlando Oral Star. I mean, that's at least a. I don't think that's a full F, but I don't get it. I don't know what 
oral star is. Like, he is good. How are we <laughs> feeling about Philly's jerseys? Oh, that's I think they're terrible. straight F. Straight, straight F. F. I can't okay. believe how straight bad they botched F. that, dude. What are they it's like doing? my least favorite one, arguably. Dude, dude they the worst, are so terrible. The worst part so, is they teased the blackout Allen Iverson jerseys coming back and then just revealed those. Yeah. Unbelievable. That's, like a, that's like a Nuggets you, you, decision. Bring, right up really, bring my screen up really quick. We'll just see the detail of the uh, of the, the skyline that they created. It it's is so, a suburb. It is so bad. Oh my the, God. The, the line work is terrible. It I looks like a neighborhood. Yeah, it looks like it looks like the the, the drawing of a, a little Christmas shanty town that you bring up for this time of year. Oof. But on a Christmas card, yeah, screw that one. Um, so so these are divisive because everybody loves these, and I think they're ugly. Uh, the problem with these ones is the text. Um, we'll give it. Let's just give this one a B to toss it to the. I mean, I, 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 we, so we can move that to down to the sea level. I said okay. this when those came out. This is a music festival jersey. Yeah. This is the <laughs> type of jersey you wear to a concert or a music festival. Dude, it's straight out of the 2009 Ultimate Frisbee Club cycle, dude. It's yeah. such a Frisbee jersey. It's unbelievable. Another one that the public perception was really high on, but I'm not as high on as the public perception. I hate the side thing. Yeah, it's all right. I mean, I think C's fine for that. I, no, I think I think I, I I do think this is probably I think probably this is I think this is a B or an A honestly. Like I think this will really hit hard with the the Oregon crowd. Like it, it feel like the more I, more time I spend with it, it, they've got the 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 reference to the really famous Oregon uh, sign that's in downtown Portland on the front. The side panels are a little problematic for me. It brings in a bunch of colors that don't really make sense in the world of uh, the Trailblazers. Um, but Can we also just talk about the yeah. city edition jersey being the state instead of the city? Yeah, a yeah. little it, weird. Yeah. Uh, go next. Let's see. Here we go. Uh, I mean, seriously, that matters to me. That's like a weird detail. Sacramento. <laughs> Ugh, yuck. D, D or F for me. I think D. Yeah. I don't think it's as bad as what we're looking in our F tier right now, but it is not great. It's a. It's it, like just to look at it. It's like an unattractive jersey. San Antonio. Oh, okay. A. Drake to the top. A or S. It's what, S. What, this is put it in the S. Put it in the S. Yeah, bring back the Fiesta colors. Bring back the Fiesta. And then they have like a really nice looking uh, script font. They didn't go too crazy on it like the Phoenix Suns did with their stupid The Valley. Like, uh, very clean, very nice. Yeah. Uh, uh, Toronto, I think these are an A tier at least. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I would give these an A. a have you guys a seen S. the Toronto shorts? Yeah, I don't like the shorts. But They're I terrible. Like the jersey. They're absolutely terrible. Yeah. It's, um, but the jersey itself is an A or an S. Um, Let's go A tier since we don't like the shorts. All right. And then I hate to say, but I think it's another S tier. They nailed it. It's an S. They did. (laughs) Did we put the Lakers in the the freaking (laughs) S in the S tier? Oh my God. What a mess. (laughs) These would be be an A tier for me. I don't think. Dude, Nike did us so dirty. Nike did us so dirty. Dude. their skylines were sick from last. This no, the sunset ones were sick from last year. And then the blackouts are even better. Is. I can't. And then uh, we've got a DC, which I think is a solid C tier. It's uh, whatever. I give it a B. It's like it's like a tra- you know, it's it's decent. It's like it's well designed. It's like decently conceived. Uh, hey, um, Eric, th- what is it? This is easy, right? You just Google tier maker, right? Yeah, this is tier maker, and you can um, you can actually then when you're there, you can uh, search for. 2020 city edition jerseys and this is our so if, if you guys are feeling yeah. so inclined and you hate our list drop us yours in the comments of the pod we'll retweet them take a look at them 
Yeah. Yeah. Anybody, uh, they, uh, anybody have any big arguments here, or is this where we're at? Yeah, let's 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 do a, a quick once-over to make sure that we feel good about these final rankings before we put it out in the world here. I have a big complaint. I have a big complaint. What is it? Cel- Celtics too hot. Celtics are really? too hot. I agree. Me. I agree. Well, hold on. You, 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 hold on. Hold on. All right. All right. <laughs> Sorry, how, are we 15 minutes over? Okay, Eric, you got uh, all right, well, all right, as much uh, time as you need. As much time as you need. <laughs> I'm sorry for bringing entertainment to the people. You know what? This is the list. Publish it. Put it out there. Yo, put my guys, name on we still have like 400 people hanging out with us. <laughs> yeah. that Shout that out to all you guys who have <laughs> sat through the longest segment in the history of the DMBA show. Unbelievable. The best segment in the history of the NBA it, show. It's been an amazing segment, but it's been a little long. Just going to say. <laughs> All right, fine. Well, it's over now. You guys made it through. I apologize for putting you through that. Um, there is the list. The official list. Wow. Unbelievable. All right. Um, well, I think that's going to do it for today's show, guys. Big show. We uh, we went over a lot. Jamal Murray, Nico Jokic, Paul Millsap, Chatter, and uh, the definitive tiered city edition jersey rankings. Thanks for hanging with us, guys. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. I think Adam's coming back tomorrow. I'm not sure, but we'll see. Take Peace. it easy. Peace. So there's a little saying I made up. You guys who listen to the podcast regularly have probably heard it. Once you go Strava, you never go back. That's trademarked, by the way. Don't even think about using that. It's true, though. Everybody that I've talked to that has tried Strava Craft Coffee, the CBD-enriched coffee that actually changes lives. Seriously, it changes lives. They've never gone back to regular coffee after that. I am a maniacal coffee drinker. I think it's something about being in the media industry. Everybody drinks coffee. It's like if you don't drink coffee, people look at you weird. But since I switched to Strava Craft Coffee, I'm never going back to regular coffee. It's packed with CBD. can help cure back pain, neck pain, arthritis, migraines. It's the real deal. You guys can get 20% off a Strava Craft Coffee subscription with the code DNDR20 and get your coffee every two, three, four, six, or eight weeks. So it's an awesome deal from Strava Craft Coffee. Check them out today.